So what's going on, guys? This is Deloyo, BBN fan, coming to you guys to talk directly to you all about the Kentucky Wildcats. This is the Kentucky Wildcat basketball season going on, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. In this episode, I'll be talking about the beginning of the season, Nick Richards, Emmanuel Quigley, EJ Montgomery, and the closing five that we have chosen so far this year that has seemed to have worked for us tremendously. So let's just jump right into this. You know, the season coming up, everybody had so many high hopes for the Kentucky Wildcats, you know, and none other than, of course, the Big Blue Nation. And we knew that the guys coming in was going to be tremendous players, and we were just excited, excited, excited to see, you know, what the guys could do on the court. I think one thing as a, as a Kentucky fan, we're spoiled, you know, and I don't say that in a bad way, but we're used to seeing our Wildcats win, win, win. And, uh, you know, coming into the season, the beginning of the season, we looked like we was going to be that team. Started off the season beating Michigan State on the road. And, uh, you know, it was that was a really, really quality team. And then we started having our hiccups. Now, usually we don't have our hiccups this early in the season. Usually it goes a lot longer than that, or it takes a little bit longer before we actually get into the the pressing part of the year, mostly just throughout the um, uh, SEC play. But, you know, but we took some really – we took some hard hits this year at um, Evansville, Utah, and, of course, Ohio State beat us. You know, those are some some losses that, besides from Ohio State, that, you know, that we showed some fight there at the end. We just – the clock just ran out on us. Um, but those other two losses, Utah and Evansville, you know, we clearly saw that that wasn't the Kentucky Wildcats that so many had envisioned before the year started. But, hey, just like any team, you know, one thing about college basketball this year is that there is no truly favorite. Now, I know Gonzaga is number one in the nation right now, but let's face it. They don't play nobody. You know, their schedule, they don't play nobody. So they're going to be number one for a while. All the number one teams leading up to them seem to slip up and lose basically in the first week of holding it. I think maybe Duke made a – I think they might have held it like a week and a half or so before they actually got beat. But, you know, it's been one of those years that teams have been kind of up and down this year. So as much as we want to hang our hats and – and be upset and, and be sad as a Kentucky fan, you know, we got to remember that it's not just us who's having a bad year so far. So we got to continue to pick our heads up and continue to, to play ball. And I think that's what Coach Cowell is pushing for. Coach Cowell is pushing for the guys to just say, hey, if you guys are buy-in, if you guys are start working for the name on the front of your jersey, then I promise you, if you guys just let me coach you, then this season can still be special. Now, you, you can't ask too many um, Big Blue Nation fans, you know, if they think that this year is over because it's not over. We still a lot of basketball playing, and it's a lot of stuff that we still got to do and a lot of stuff we still got to accomplish. So at this point in the time, it would be completely crazy to go out there and actually close off the season and think it's all over with, so let's just move on with our life. So – you know, our Wildcats, you know, we all know one thing for sure about our Wildcats over the past three or four years or so. Our teams don't start playing really, really solid ball until late January, early February. And, you know, of course, going into March, our guys are on fire and on heat. 
But we got to think about one thing. Which which guys on our team are going to take us there? Which guys are going to say, hey, I can put this team on my back and this is what we're going to do. And, we're you know, we're going to we're going to play good, solid ball. So there's a few guys who have, you know, not, you know, one of the guys surprisingly have really stepped up this year. The other one we knew could play really great ball. You saw a lot of signs of that last year. And the other guy who we thought um, was, you know, was definitely since he's coming back, you know, we thought he was going to make the same type of leap and same type of um, growth that 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 PJ Washington made last year, but but that didn't happen. But hey, we'll get into that in, in the second part of this podcast. Right now, I want to talk about Nick Richards. Nick Richards is one of those guys where he's a he's he's been here for three years now. You know, he went through freshman Nick Richards. He went through the famous sophomore Nick Richards. And now he's into the phase of junior Nick Richards. And Nick Richards is just, you know, he's doing something that we all hoped he would have did two years ago. But we got to remember something. Everybody grows at their own pace. Everyone develops in their own due time. And I think one stigma about coming to Kentucky is if you are a five-star player coming in your freshman year, then you're supposed to dominate and you're supposed to be the best out there on the floor. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen with all kids, not just here at Kentucky, but just, you know, that's just something that that when you come to Kentucky as a five-star freshman, you know, we expect you to come out on the floor, you know, game ready, ready to go the first day. And that wasn't the case for Nick. And I tell you what, you you can't ask one single person who is not truly satisfied with the progress that Nick Richards has made. This guy is dominating the game. You know, against Georgia, when he got in foul trouble, oh, was it Georgia? Yeah, I think it was Georgia. He got in foul, Georgia, yeah. He got in foul trouble against Georgia, and um, he had to set out. I think it was Georgia, Georgia or Missouri. But he got in, um, he got in foul trouble, and he was on the bench. And uh, it was Georgia. So he got in foul trouble. So he was on the bench a lot at the first half pretty much. I think he only played like seven minutes of the first half. But when he came back in the game in the second half, you could tell that it was a totally com- com- uh, different ball, uh, ball club once he got back on the floor. And, you know, you can only do that through confidence, what he's building, um, you know, his teammates saying, hey, we need you. We can't, you know, we can't move on if we don't have you to, to, to anchor that middle for us like we really need. And Nick has taken it up on himself to get in the best shape he's ever been. He's playing more minutes than he's ever played. You know, for the foremost part, he's not getting in bad foul trouble this year. He's keeping himself out of foul trouble. So as long as Nick Richards can stay on the court, you know, give us that at, at presence because now he has that little 14, 15 foot jump shot. He has that hook shot. He has that, you know, and, you know, he has that little, um, you know, he, a, a little, he can put it back. You know, if, if you think about what he did against Alabama, uh, he had about three or four dunk putbacks just off miss. Uh, miss things. So when Nick's in the game, Nick's already proven that Nick can. Nick is a true game changer of what he can do. So we really need Nick on the floor to be able to continue to play the way we do. I mean, this year is I feel like so many other feel that this can you know that this can truly still be a special year. You know, uh, you know we, we went on the road to play Georgia. We beat them. We know that was going to be a hostile game. Uh, just because of Anthony Edwards. 
you know, we beat them. They thought they was going to win. Don't ever celebrate at halftime just because you up against Kentucky. Don't, don't, don't ever do that. Don't, don't no team ever just celebrate at halftime because they up with Kentucky because Kentucky is just not going to go away. So, you know, then we come back in and, um, you know, we get Alabama at home and then we pretty much the score should have been more than what it was. We should have we should have won by more. But something about our free throws over the past two games or so just hasn't been what they should have been. So if 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 you take our free throw shooting and you make our free throw shooting a lot better than what it's been over the last two games, then those games are, are there's just a much bigger um, win column or a, a point dif- point difference than it it really was that was on the, the scoreboard at the end of the ball game. So we gotta definitely gotta get on our free throw shooting, and we definitely gotta improve more in that area. So you know, like I said, Nick, we we gotta depend on Nick. Nick knows that we depend on him, and Nick needs to continue to get better and better and better every game. Nick needs to get back to that double double like he's been doing, because you know, in the Alabama game, he was only one rebound away from uh, from a double double. So we definitely need him to get back in there so he can get that double-double. That's really big. And for nothing else, it's big because of his confidence that it builds. At the end of the day, when you say, yo, I had a double-double, that's huge. You know, yeah, I had 17-9, and nine, but what if you would say, well, I got a double-double? You know, that's major for his size. He's seven foot tall. We need him to get that extra rebound. We need him to start, continue to, uh, to average a double-double. That's what we need. Um, then we got Emmanuel Quigley. What can we say about this guy's confidence? Okay, I, I I don't know, you know, I don't know what it is. I heard him say a quote the other day that if you touch me, you'll probably get burned because he's hot. And he also stated that the rim right now just looks like a big old ocean. And he's shooting it like that. He's shooting with confidence. You know, one thing that you notice about Quigley, um, a lot of his shots that he's able to get off is, you know, he he's able to break loose and able to get in, in a position where his feet is already set. So when he catches the ball, he's ready to shoot. And that's huge. A lot of people don't understand that. It's just like, oh, let me get the ball, and then let me try to create that that three-pointer on my own. Now, he can hit a three-pointer on the run and on the go. You know, he actually made a transition three the other day against Alabama. But, you know, everybody, the thing of it is, get your feet set, catch the ball, and release it. And that's, and that's really what he's been doing. He's really been shooting a high percentage, especially from that corner. Uh, he likes that corner shot. He would definitely continue um, to shoot that. You know, and, and, and it's good, as Ashton Hagen says, it's good to know that I got to shoot on the floor like that because, you know, when I come down court and I penetrate, I know I got somebody out there that's a very reliable shooter that I can I can draw the defense into the middle of the floor and then just dish it out to Quigley, who already has his feet set. So, therefore, he can just go do his thing and, hey, we got a basket. And he's been hitting some three-pointers, not just three-pointers, but he's been hitting some three-pointers when we really need it. Alabama made a run. You know, and I can think of two two different occasions where Alabama was making a run against us and quickly hit two two big threes. He hit one in a corner. He hit one in transition. So what more can you ask from this guy? This guy, he came back. Uh, you know, he he wasn't he wasn't a very big key player last year, but he came back. You know, he he knew he was coming back, and he, he has definitely earned everything that he has coming right now. He earned the shots. Uh, and, and, you know, what else can you say about his free throw shooter? The guy prays or he just gets in a zone at the foul line. And who who else better do you want 
to to actually be at the foul line um, when the game's on the line than Emmanuel Quigley. That guy, he's money. You know, and you know we're not a as a just like I said before, we're not a bad free throw shooting team. We're actually really really good. These last two games, we have actually just kind of just kind of fell off a little bit. You know, we kind of fell off a little bit, and we haven't really been on a free throw shooting thing that we've actually been leading up to the last two games. But I mean, I mean, we still got we still got some shots. I mean, also going back to Nick Richards, you can put him on the line. You know, so it's one thing about it. Cal can't have you in the game at the end of the game if you can't hit free throws. You know, so if you want to play, then shoot free throws and hit free throws. You know, I like what Cal says. He's saying he's been saying it for a long time. You don't have to hit them all. You just can't miss them all. So that's something that we continue to live by. That's something that we continue to do. And it's 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 just, you know, it's 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 getting good. The excitement of the Big Blue Nation is rising. It's seeing where we're going. It's seeing what we're doing. It's seeing exactly what we're made of. That's encouraging because, you know, a lot of teams, you know, you won't get Evansville who beat us and come in here tomorrow and beat us again. It just it, it ain't going to happen. Believe me. You're not going to bring Utah in here and have Utah beat us again. It just ain't going to happen. And, heck, I, I'm, a, I'm not a betting man, but if you bring Ohio State in again, they won't beat us again. I promise you that. Because here it is now, we're getting we're getting who we are now. We're the Kentucky Wildcats, and this is what we do at this time of the year. We get on, you know what I'm saying? We become who we are. We become what Kentucky basketball is, and that's dominant, and that's what we're living up to. And it looks like, you know, not to get ahead of myself, because we still got to play South Carolina um, Wednesday night, but not to get ahead of ourselves. But you know, right now the big, you know, the big test that we got coming up. Is Auburn. You know, Auburn's playing ball this year. Florida's not doing all that great. You know, no other team's really doing all that great. It's just Auburn. You know, Arkansas is actually pretty good this year. But, you know, we just got to keep playing. And with the way quickly is, you know, with the way quickly shoot that ball, people have to respect him. You know, people have to go out there and guard him. Why some people decide still not to go out there and still do it, I don't know. I, I just, I, I honestly don't know why they continue to do that. But, hey, it's one of those things that they just do. And, you know, you just got to say, hey, if you're going to leave us open, then, you know, we're going to shoot all day long. That's just what we do. We're going to shoot the ball because we're a shooting team. And we're going to make you guys pay. You guys are are going to respect us as the Kentucky Wildcats and know that that's what we're here to do. We're here to beat you. And we're going to prove that by shooting threes, taking it inside, and doing everything possible to throw you off. And when you make a run, we're going to make a run too. So stay tuned. I'm going to take a little break, and I'll be right back. So welcome back. I'm back now. And, um, you know, we just want to continue talking about the progress uh, the progress that the Kentucky Wildcats is making this year. And now we're going to talk about something that's, you know, a lot of Kentucky fans are, are definitely in chatter about. And that's EJ Montgomery. You know, he's the one player who we said, okay, you know, he showed a little small glimpse last year of what he could do. You know, he's a lefty. He, so we thought him coming back this year, which we all wanted him to come back, it ain't something that we didn't want. We definitely welcome EJ with open, you know, with open arms, 
And he's somebody that we definitely want, you know, that we definitely want it back because we realize that this, this kid could be good because he is good. So, but unfortunately this year, he hasn't had the kind of year that we kind of hoped he would have, you know, now the year is, you know, we're just what, um, what just, we ain't even halfway through the season yet, I think, but it's still plenty of time. I like the, I like the motivation. I like the energy that he brought against Alabama. You know, we needed that. He had some, he had some, he had his outside shot. He showed, um, his rebounding was good. His energy was good. And that's, and that's, you know, that that's kind of what we're asking for. In order for us to be a, you know, the difference between us being a good team and a great team is EJ getting on board. And when EJ gets on board and when EJ, when EJ performs in a manner that we really thought he was coming back to do, then I feel like no team in the nation should even want to even think about playing us because he's, he's long. He's fast. He can jump. You know, he got somewhat of a decent outside shot, you know, but he just got to get stronger. And he's got to, when someone touches him of the in a different color jersey, he's got to play through that. But it's one thing about it, though. You know, you cannot just get down on EJ. You cannot get down on EJ. Because as I said earlier in this show, I said the same thing about Nick Richards. Everybody develops in their own time. We think these big-time players should come in and they should just play right away and they should just be superstars. That ain't the case for everybody. That just ain't going to be what happens. And we as fans, while we would like to see come out balling, hustling, getting 10, getting 15, 17 points a ball game, 10 rebounds, that's something that we would definitely like to see. But in all cases, that's not the case. It's just not going to happen for all people. And we as fans, we have to be patient. You know, we have to say, okay, you know what? It ain't been the year that we hoped it would be for you right now, but we're still behind you. We're not casting you out. We're not going to tell you how bad or how sorry you are or we just wish you would stay on the bench or any of that kind of stuff. It's our job as fans to support these young men and what they're trying to do. Everybody reaches their destination, you know, at a different level, at a different time. I think he's going to reach his destination, of course, which is the NBA. But it, it, it might take a little bit longer than the average person. Or, you know, or it, might be, it might take longer than he may anticipate it or that, you know, somebody else may anticipate it. But it's in his own time. And it's up to us as fans to never get down, to always support him and always, always let him know that we're behind him and that we are supporting him in his endeavors. And, you know, that that we know that he's going to be okay. But, once again, we saw flashes against Alabama, and that was good. That was really good what we saw. And if he could just continue to build on that one game at a time. You know, they interviewed him, and he said, I got to do what Cal wants me to do. And he's right. Cal wants you to be out there, man. Cal wants you to do your thing because, you know why? We need you. You know, we need you. Cal needs you. And if you come out there, and if he comes out there, and if he just plays the ball that we think he can play, we're going to be okay. So right now, in, in, in my opinion, you know, but beginning of the year, we would have said Nick is the X factor. If we can get Nick on board, then we will be okay. But in this case, if we can just get EJ on board, 
things will be just a little bit easier. We need we need to get that rotation going. We need to we need to make sure that hey, we can you know that when he's on the floor, he's gonna give us everything that we need. You know, a lot of people say that well, he he can't play while Nick is on the floor. Uh, so you better put Nate in there, Nate or uh, or Keon Brooks. You better put one of those guys in there to play, and then whatever Nick comes out, then put EJ in there. Those guys, have, those guys have got to learn to play together. You know, those guys got to they got to learn. They've been together for two years now. You know, they got to have some chemistry, and they got to learn how to read off each other and what you know what each one is doing. So you know, it's just something that that, that just has to happen, but. You know, I, I can see that where Nick is um, – when Nick goes out, EJ is in, and they can kind of level each other off. So uh, – but we need EJ to be on point, and we need EJ to be able to do what he was brought here – you know, what he came here Kentucky to do, and that's to ball out. And the day that he starts doing that, we're going to be just fine. Now, let's talk about the closing five that Cal likes to have. Currently, Cal's – Closing five is no actually the Georgia game was different from the Alabama game. The Georgia game we closed out with Nate, Nick, um, Quigley, Maxie, and Hagens. Those guys closed out and they closed out good. In the Alabama game, it came down to Maxie, Hagens, Quigley, um, EJ Montgomery because he played a good game, and it was Nick Richards. Those was a five. My question is: Is who's the real who, who's the real five down the stretch that is truly going to be there to actually close out the ball game? You know, I think it comes down to you know you know you got to ask yourself: Is Keon Brooks will he ever be considered for a closing five? Well, I think if EJ is playing his solid game and he's really on that game. It'll be hard not to close them out. So, which means you'll have to close. That means that EJ and Nate will be on the bench, and Keon Brooks is going to be in because at the at the magnitude, at the level that Nick is playing right now, it's kind of hard to say Nick, you can't close the game out because, as I said before, also Nick can hit free throws. So basically, it comes down to this: Can you hit a free throw? And see, that's also another slightly downfall for EJ Montgomery. EJ Montgomery is only shooting like maybe 69% from the free throw line, where Nick and everybody else is shooting up there. So if you can't hit a free throw, I can't put you in a ball game. We can't close out a ball game because there's going to be some ball games that we lose, you know, that we win by a point. And that point, that difference might be that free throw that, you know, that we need. So. Everyone has to everyone has to play their role. Everyone has to understand the magnitude of we're winning for the name on the front of the jersey. And if this particular game I'm not in there to close out the game, then then guess what? That's okay because I trust my brother in Kentucky who got the who got the Kentucky name on the front of that jersey. I trust them that they're gonna go in and that they're gonna get a W. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the W. When we get the W, everybody wins. When we get to lose the L, then everyone loses. So let's focus on winning and not who gets the credit. And I think that's good what Cal has did this year. You know, that's some that's something that Cal does good every year. Cal brings in all these elite players and he gets them to buy in to hey, team concept. Team sometimes it takes a little bit longer than normal. But overall, it's team concept. And once they truly buy into the team concept that it's not about the last name on their jersey, 
then our team is that much better. And I feel that's where we kind of going at right now. Of course, it's usual, that's usually the time frame around this time is when we start clicking. Now we done got an SEC play. Now we 3 and 0. Now we're playing ball. Now we're getting, you know what I'm saying? Now we everybody's starting to know everybody. The games are happening a lot more. They went through Coach Cal week, um, you know. So that's just one of those things that they're going to have to do. And I, I really feel like that this is going to be okay. Our year is still can, – can still be special. I think it will still be special because we are the Kentucky Wildcats. And at the, and at the end of the day, every year – is a potential to be special. It's just a matter of fact. It's just, it's just a matter if the guys that's wearing the uniform can go out there on the floor, do as Cal says, let their play speak for everything else, and let everything just take care of itself. That's what we have to do as the Kentucky Wildcats this year, moving forward into the rest of SEC play and getting ready for March tournament. We have to just focus, keep our eye on what it is we're trying to achieve, and as long as we can do that, then everything else is going to be good. So that's my Wildcats. We're going to win. I believe it. Let's go, Big Blue. We are the Cats, and I love it. So once again, hey, I'm the loyal BBN fan. You guys can find me on podcasts at um, you know, iTunes, iHeart, uh, Spotify, all the big major um uh, podcast wherever you listen at also uh, you can also find my page on facebook at the loyal bbn fan go ahead and check it out i really appreciate it thank you guys for tuning in to the show today i'm the loyal bbn fan and go cats